Libertarians are excited that party nominees Johnson and Weld are polling so well. But does their brand of libertarian light help the cause or hurt it? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I'll tell you, this time of year, this time of this election season, the Libertarian Party is making the news a lot. Probably, I would say clearly, more than any time I can ever remember Libertarians uh, getting media attention, media coverage, and it's just another unprecedented thing about this election cycle. I remember, actually, when I first started going out with my husband in 1996, I think it was the year that Harry Brown, the great Harry Brown, was running for the libert- on the Libertarian ticket for president up there with just possibly the best Libertarian who ever lived next to Ron Paul and Murray Rothbard. And, uh, and my husband, he, he said, who are you going to vote for? And I said, Harry Brown, the Libertarian, of course. And he said, who? The what? I was like, what? You don't even know what a libertarian is? But things have sure changed since then. You really, people, uh, the libertarian nominees, Gary Johnson and Bill Weld, got two CNN town halls. So you've got to wonder. They they were on CNN twice in these town hall uh, shows. And I, I always wonder what the political agenda is behind scheduling stuff like that. But they are polling well. And they are getting a lot of press. They want to be in the presidential debates. I think the first one's September 26th, if I'm not mistaken. And they need 15% of the general polling to be able to be in that debate. And uh, libertar- some libertarians are really excited about this because it feels like there's uh, hope, that there's that people are getting attention, that they real- that people are beginning to wake up to the possibility of a third party. And that... We, we don't have to be uh, in a stranglehold of the of this, what a lot of people, myself included, consider a false kind of left-right paradigm where the Republicans represent the ideology of the right, individualism, stuff like that, and the left represents the ide- ideology of the left, like we're all in it together. But for me, the politicians are the ones who are all in it together, Anyway, so, but I still always voted for the Libertarian Party. I always, uh, generally speaking, I always vote for Ron Paul in the primary. But I did it because I wanted to register my protest to what I coined a long time ago. I've heard it since, but I remember coining this, the liberal fascist center. And I don't begrudge people that opportunity now. I vote if if that's what it means to vote your conscience, if what it means to vote your conscience is to to vote the lesser of two evils. So uh, so the more evil person doesn't get in to me, that is a conscience vote. Also, it's not how I vote, but there are a lot of different ways to vote your conscience. So if that's how you want to do it, that's fine. But a lot. So a lot of libertarians are excited about this ticket because it's getting so much press Johnson and Weld were Republican governors, Johnson of New Mexico and Weld of Massachusetts. And so they've they're known they have political uh, credentials. But a lot of libertarians are not happy, are not happy with this choice because Gary Johnson is pretty wishy washy. He doesn't he he 
isn't a real strong libertarian principle as a touchstone guy. And William Weld, in my opinion, is downright bad. I mean, he is uh, he's a big time CFR, Council of Foreign Relations member, and he's just what I would call a globalist, classic globalist. But what really irks me about these guys, and and maybe this is why they pull well, maybe they maybe being middle of the road is valuable. But what irks me about them is they walk around saying they're fiscally conservative and socially liberal. And the reality is real libertarians, that that's almost like a cardinal sin of libertarianism, as the great Harry Brown I just mentioned says, we should never define libertarian positions in terms coined by liberals and conservatives. We are not fiscally conservative and socially liberal. We are libertarians who believe in individual liberty and personal responsibility on all issues at all times. So with that in mind, what these guys say, which these are actually what they've been saying, I think Johnson said, we're just two guys in the middle. They, uh, the, I think Weld said, we're a mix of both Democrat and Republican. I mean, this is like the worst thing you could say to a hardcore libertarian. But maybe it does represent a compromise that can appeal to people who are in this weird, uh, this weird election cycle of never Hillary versus never Trump. I mean, if you're dealing with two negatives, that may be something that has a little something to offer is where people want to go. So I'm I. Uh, have been asking people, are you, are you uh, going to vote? Are you considering voting libertarian? Just considering voting for these guys, the Libertarian Party, this time around. Whether you're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, some Libertarians aren't going to vote for them. And some Republicans, some Democrats are at least considering voting for them. So let me know what you think. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I also, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I, I tweeted that. I want to get to some of those tweets. And to help me with that, here in studio, you might have heard, uh, he's been helping me a few times the past couple of weeks, producer Brad. Hi, Brad. How are you doing? I'm good, Monica. I can't turn on the news without having a panic attack. Other than that, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I get pretty, what I can't stand is actually hearing the politicians talk. I can deal with the news, but I can't deal with the debates and the conventions and the, this town hall stuff, but I do have to do it. But I, I don't think I've ever given anybody background on you, uh, Brad. You are not like me, just a hardcore anarcho-capitalist, but I know that your particular, uh, I'm going to call it a fetish, is, <laughs> is, uh, is propaganda. The history of propaganda, the way for like the past hundred years we've been manipulated by the media, both for from advertising for corporate purposes to uh, getting support for policies or even changing the culture. I know that's your particular area of expertise. I think it's going to it's going to complement nicely the angles I take here. It is my mistress. Yes, I <laughs> think everything is propaganda. And what I really like is that I know you do some stand up and some improv, and I feel like I've gotten numerous. Uh, emails and comments especially from my mother that i need to i need to lighten this and she is a talk show uh talk radio junkie insomniac and she she thinks i need to lighten it up and she lives in new york where i think the guy uh who her favorite guy used to his nickname was that he had a, a razor blade for a tongue and i have to lighten this up <laughs> but anyway so hopefully you can help me with that and let's start by uh why don't you pick some of those tweets and i'll tell you what I think. 
All right, I got a tweet from Matt here. He says, I'm voting libertarian because the two-party system must die a bloody, painful death. That, I can understand that. I would love for at least the Republican and Democrat uh, oligarchy to go away. But I'm afraid. I actually have this fear, and I highlighted it at the beginning of this year before... William Weld was a was a was he well Bill Weld was still a Republican when I started saying this on the air in 2016. That's the VP candidate for the Libertarians. That I was afraid that this big uh, this crazy what I call the election a reality show <laughs> that that one of the plot twists was going to be how to neutralize or neuter the liberty movement which really gained some traction with ron paul and i feel like also within the gop part of this schism that trump is uh is that at the center of is a way to kneecap the grassroots the tea partiers who were also a real threat to the establishment so i i see i i hope that the libertarians popularity right now can uh can help break the stranglehold that those corrupt politicians at the top have. I, I'm a little bit afraid that it's a setup, but keep going. Right. Not Mark Cozy, he says, no stopping HRC. I fear so. Most likely, I will vote for Johnson. Yes. Most people say the other way. Like, you have to do whatever you can to stop Hillary. But Mark's saying that he thinks... There's no hope anyway that it's a total setup. And if you look at, if you heard my show, I mean, everybody knows, I think it is a setup that Trump and Hillary have been good friends. Bill Weld and Hillary, this libertarian uh, saboteur, I, I suspect, was such good friends with her. I believe he shared an office with her at one point. <laughs> and Bill Clinton uh, offered him an ambassadorship, which had to be later withdrawn because he was such a controversial character. But that's what we're dealing with here. So if you really think the fix is in, this could be an opportunity to let your free flag fly. Right. I think they all share an apartment in Washington <laughs> together. No, Rand Paul and Ron Paul did share an apartment in Washington, <laughs> and I just thought that was the sweetest thing, but it was like a one bedroom with like an efficiency. I'm right. sure these guys are living high on the hog. Anyway, right. I got time for one more. The capitalist says, yes, libertarian, but I'm also considering holding my nose and voting for Trump to stop HRC. Yeah, uh, I. that's exactly the opposite philosophy so when i say vote your conscience i i honestly feel like that can be whatever your conscience says and if it is stop hillary stop hillary if you think there's any hope i had thought for a while that if there if georgia was in the crosshairs that there is no hope that if that if georgia's on the run and i'm a little worried about this the stat i saw was that hillary had 37 percent in georgia uh, no, that Trump had 37%, Hillary had 44%, and Gary Johnson had 7%. And if you just do that simple math, 37 right, yeah. plus 7 is 44. It's so set up. It's just teed yeah. up to be like, you know, if nobody voted for Gary Johnson, Hillary would not be president right, right now. So I I feel like there's no reason to game it. Do what? Consult your conscience. Consul I try to do that with everything in my life, not just how I vote. So consult your conscience. But I got a, a full bank of lines, uh, calls on the line. I'm going to start uh, knocking those off right after the break. But I also have some lines open at 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 
This is your Libertarian Voice on WSB. Uh, go to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. How about I get some more tweets from... Oh, here you go. Sorry, Maggie. Go ahead. Okay. I'm <laughs> sorry. sorry. Um, I'm in a bad place, and I might lose my, my connection. But anyway, I'm really pleased to talk to you. I like what you say. I'm not going to vote Libertarian this time. But if the Republicans continue to hold their nose on Donald Trump, I'll never vote for them again. In fact, I think the Republicans and the Democrats should be run out of town on a rail and tarred and feathered at the same time. I started a hashtag, which is like on Twitter, if you go, if you use Twitter a long time ago, hashtag lose on purpose. And and everything that the GOP has done, they literally do it like don't fund Donald Trump's campaign. Like they're literally at this point losing on right. purpose. Right. I think that anybody could run. We could get a dog catcher in there and run for the presidency. It would be better than than the Hildebeest. Well, I'll I'll tell you that's her. <laughs> that's a very low bar. I recognize that, and I'm thinking that some people we were I started the show talking about the libertarian ticket, which is Johnson and Weld. Would you would you consider voting for libertarian? Or are you definitely going to vote Trump just to keep uh, Hillary out? The only reason why I'm voting for Trump is that I won't say that word on air. Okay. That love child. I don't want her in there. If you yeah. haven't seen Hill, um, uh, Hillary's America, you ought to go see that. And I have not you- seen that yet. I will check it out. Uh, but, yeah, there's some not very Republican family values there, I noticed, at the convention. But um, let's continue this conversation. Kevin wants me to define libertarianism, so I'm going to do that after the break. Still taking your calls. 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. You maniac! You blew it up! Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. We are talking about the Libertarian Party polling well, trying hard to get their nominees, Gary Johnson and William Weld, into the presidential debates against Hillary and Trump. And I've been asking people, are you, would you consider voting for the Libertarian Party this year? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I have uh, producer Brad in studio helping me uh, with some on-air production, a little research, read me some tweets. How's it going, Brad? Uh, it's going good. What do you got for me? Well, I got a tweet from Cards Fan. He says, just aren't any good choices. It's hard to believe that libertarian used to be the default American position. So far astray now. I, everyone might not understand that, and I think it's a good time to take a call from Kevin, who I think it's going to be on point. Hi, Kevin in Woodstock. You're on with Monica. Hey, hey, Monica. Listen, I just got a question. I cannot vote for Donald Trump. I just can't do it. I cannot vote for Hillary Clinton. So, I'm one of the ones that are thinking about voting libertarian. But I, what's the true definition of a libertarian person? Oh, libertarian. Yeah. Well, I, Cards fan on the uh, just tweeted that was a hint to it that it's the true american position so that i would say thomas jefferson was the original libertarian and the idea is that the government's role as i was raised by my father who was really fair he was 
a traditional conservative, basically libertarian. And the idea was that government, especially federal government, should be limited strictly to national defense, the courts, and at the local level, the police. So it was really just to defend you and your property. It's a common defense compact. That's what government is for, and that's all it's for. And then the, the because of that, you have maximal economic and personal liberty because the government can't do any, doesn't isn't authorized to do anything to take that stuff away. Just keep right. you and your stuff safe. Does that appeal to you? It, it does. See, I was under the impression that it was a little bit, of the Democratic stuff and a little bit of the Republican stuff all mixed up. Yeah, that's what's driving me crazy about this ticket, about Gary Johnson and William Weld, who are the Libertarian candidates, is they say stuff like that. We're just two guys in the middle. We're a little bit of both. Did you see the CNN town hall with Anderson Cooper? Because that's what they were saying. No, I didn't see it. I just just heard it somewhere yeah you're getting that message and i'm just confused what it was yeah and i would say that it's actually they misrepresent because and and their position william weld was a republican governor of massachusetts so he is a mix of both of those things but that is not the libertarian position so for example gary johnson said uh, they asked him, would you force a Jewish baker to bake a cake for a Nazi wedding? And he said, yes, you can't discriminate. But a libertarian would never force anyone to do anything. And similarly, uh, when they taught, when they celebrate the Supreme Court decision about gay marriage, they shouldn't be saying it's good that the Supreme Court lets uh, forces the government to mandate marriage by a certain definition. They should say it's none of the government's business who, how people define their personal relationships, and and especially not the federal government because it negates the Tenth Amendment. So real libertarians are absolutely. Uh, social non-interventionists. They're not social liberals like these guys present. It's a very uh, principled position. Are they total anti-war then? This is it. They're very, very strong on defense. Absolutists when it comes to the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is to defend you against the government. And if you don't have the same firepower your government has, you can't protect against your government's tyranny. That's what the Second Amendment's for. And all uh, bonafide libertarians recognize that and uh, absolutely have a very strong national defense. It should be basically 100% of the budget is national defense. But we recognize that intervening in the private affairs of foreign countries just causes trouble and you have no right to do it. These guys, William Weld is a big CFR member, Council of Foreign Relations. He believes in that kind of intervention for the greater good. Gary Johnson's pretty good on that. He does not, he recognizes, at least from a practical point of view, that the interventions have spread terrorism like wildfire, collapsed secular Arab governments. So I think that we have a safe foreign policy, but it's misconstrued, I think, misportrayed in the media. What's this guy running from Utah now, the new guy? Is he considered a libertarian or is he considered Republican? Oh, is are you not talking about Gary Johnson, who was the governor from New Mexico? I mean, no, I'm thinking about it's the one that just came out. Yeah, week. I. You know what? I did not catch that headline, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make Brad look that up for me. Okay. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to the next call. But I, I really I appreciate, appreciate that it was a perfect opportunity to uh, clarify the pure libertarian principle and why some libertarians are not happy about the uh, the current ticket. I'm going to David and Tucker. Hi, David. You're on with Monica. 
Ty, I think you're talking about a fellow that's uh, the fellow from Utah is uh, kind of an ultra conservative. Who's uh, the objective is to uh, make a difference in three to five states and throw it into the House of Representatives. It's a really long shot uh, move, but it's kind of the the last ditch anti-Trump people, I believe. But what what is the what is is that a real path to victory? I cannot see how. Uh, Republicans taking votes away from Trump is going to do anything but get Hillary elected. I just don't even, I, there's nothing, I can't conceive of that. It's, it's a pretty harebrained idea. It's, it's very far-fetched. It's like the lose on purpose thing. And when these same people who always told us Ron Paul, his foreign policy is dangerous, he could never be elected, uh, vote for Ron Paul's, vote for Obama, these same people are saying, oh, I'm considering voting libertarian now. To me, if they really believe that the third-party vote ensures the victory of the, of the furthest thing from what you want, then are they not trying to lose on purpose? Well, why are these polls that predetermine how things are supposed to go, but particularly when a lot of the population is really not paying very close attention to elections until near the end. Um, I think this 15% libertarian may hold up on this one election because both the main party candidates are so incredibly loathed <laughs> yeah. by the general public, but I think it will probably fall back into single digits in the next elections. I, I seriously doubt the next election will have Two major party candidates that are so tremendously disliked by the public across the board. Uh, so, what do you think? Uh, is it? Do you see the clear answer? What do you think is going to happen? No, no. I, I think here's a, a real quick example of I think what has happened. Remember the the Veterans Administration scandal? Yeah. I there were congressional hearings of the House, Senate, and President's uh, representative, and the bureaucrats basically were called on the carpet and the bureaucrats told them to go pound sand because they knew that neither the house the senate or the president could touch them it's gotten to the point where the bureaucracy is more powerful than our elected officials we've made it grow so big that now the bureaucracy is an entity unto itself well that's uh, that's an interesting angle because i feel the same way about the supreme court the supreme court has gotten so out of control that we're just at their mercy they could they could scribble stuff on the constitution in crayon and just be like oh see that's what it says and what can we do we have absolutely no way of pushing back on that it's anyway what else you got david i gotta i gotta move on well the only pushback was andrew jackson said you made the ruling now let's see you guys enforce it Ah, that would be the 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 kickback. Supreme Court nullification, branch. right? <laughs> executive branch says, "Yeah, you said it, but guess what? We're not going to enforce it." Now that'd be a constitutional uh, dust up. But that oh yeah, and that is what Thomas Jefferson did to I think Adams. Judge, I was just looking at Marbury v. Madison because I wanted to see when when the Supreme Court got that kind of power, and they did get it right away. And I remember Thomas Jefferson refused to enforce a ruling where Adams was trying to make, I think it was those guys, trying to put a bunch of judges, increase the number of judges. He actually increased the size of the Supreme Court. And even from the beginning, they were trying to not enforce those laws. I don't see that happening anytime soon because I actually think that we have gotten to the point where we're basically one party and that we can't, we're not going to get out of that uh that 
they're they're going to band together when it comes to maintaining power at the top versus us. Thank you very much for the call, David. I'm going to go to Linda in Brazelton. Linda, you're on with Monica. Hello. I just wanted to call you. I really like what you're saying, and I feel like you do, that neither one of those guys are true libertarians, so I'm voting for Trump. And I keep having people come in my store saying, how can you vote for Trump when he says this or he says that? But there's nothing that Donald Trump could say that's as bad as what Hillary Clinton has done. And do people just seem to forget? I mean, he may say something because he's honest and comes off of a, a, his top of his head. He's never been a politician. But how can it be as bad as what she has done over the years? I'm not uh, arguing it. Uh that with you, I have two questions for you. One, if these guys were pure libertarians, would you vote for them? If yes. it was Ron Paul and Judge Napolitano? I probably would if it was those two people. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm actually going to write Ron Paul in. I feel like Ron Paul is the modern-day Thomas yeah. Jefferson. If we, if I did that, I'd feel like then I'm just giving Bill or Hillary a half vote. And there's no way with it pulling much that I just can't see letting her win under any circumstance. She's so criminally bad. Well, here, and I, I just want to I touch on for Donald Trump. If he was, no matter what he said, I don't think it could be as bad as what she's done. But here, I have a question for you about that. Do you think that, uh, don't you think it's weird? You said, well, Donald Trump has never been a politician. He just says things off the cuff. Hey, I have I've met some pretty powerful guys, some rich guys. I was an investment banker and I've just, you know, over the years you uh rub elbows and when these guys get that rich and powerful, if Donald Trump really is a billionaire, mm-hmm. I, there it's hard for me to believe that he has that uh that kind of tactlessness. Yeah, but he did. He's done a, that TV show and they did on that. So I think he's used to the 10 years of doing that and being able to say and that that is a good it. point. So it's it's I think that's why yeah. he does it, but I do think if you had that kind of money, why would you spend it to run for office? And he's so used to winning at everything he does that I don't think he's doing this to make Hillary um win, which a lot of people say. Oh, I I that. do I think that. And he hasn't really spent very much money. He he lent his campaign some money. I and I haven't seen the uh I haven't seen the new numbers on what money's been spent on ads and stuff like that but i suspect i would like to see if he actually gets all that money back plus he got a huge uh unprecedented for him uh award it's a dc post office a big old post office that was very highly sought after i believe diane feinstein's husband was the realtor that's a report i read i haven't been able to confirm it but uh but it wasn't in the in the news and he got this uh really lucrative post office deal that he's actually going to own that property, which he doesn't do too much of that anymore. So it's possible. I mean, if you really wanted to look at the uh, sinister underbelly there, if there, it is possible that he is, he is going to turn out better off than he started, but that is going down the rabbit hole. And I do like to do that, but that's not where I'm going right now. After the break, I'm going to go to Charles who asks me, do I think this is a setup? I'd like to tell him the answer to that. 800, WSB Talk 404-872-0750. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It is 87 degrees outside the studio, almost. And it is a 7 on the Mellish meter, probably because it's not totally gross out. 
It's kind of nice. And uh, I am going to go to some calls. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALKER. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Charles in Gainesville, uh, you have a minute. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to ask you to exp- uh, go a little further into what you think the setup might be. I have not considered that, but I can certainly see it. Of the libertarians or the Trump thing uh, overall? The overall, the Everything. Democratic Republican yeah. kind of thing. And, and by the way, I think the Republicans are shooting themselves in the foot. But anyway. Yeah, I think that might be on purpose. And this, I'm going to tell you what I think it is. That these, that the Tea Party and Ron Paul and the Liberty Movement, the Republican establishment had a real problem over the past, I guess, starting in 2010. And they were, they, when Eric Cantor got kicked out, when things like that were happening, that was those guys not being in total control. And, and this, both the Tea Party and the Liberty Movement were really wedded to some foundational American principles where everybody could get behind that personal economic liberty, low taxes, small government. I mean, if you know any Europeans, no one marches against bigger government programs. They march against austerity. They march for more college tuition. We were marching against Obamacare. It was a problem for big government guys. And I think that what they did was they said, we've got to uh, kneecap the grassroots. We have to neutralize the liberty movement. So they infiltrated from an ideological level. So they made the Trump, they uh, encouraged the Trump uh, uh meme to be populism and the libertarian thing to be middle of the road stuff and then i also think there are going to be some changes in the rules coming down at the next convention i think they that this is a big button up the gop give it to hillary he'll bring them their wars this is monica perez